0: Welcome to the newest episode, episode eight of teaching my wife about tech. And these are our topics for tonight. And we're going to start with state sponsored hacking, state sponsored hacking. And the only reason that I chose that as a um, topic is because I saw this article about some sort of hack done by the Chinese state sponsored hackers. And I was like, you know what? I've never really thought about state-sponsored hacking and what that actually entails and why it's such a big deal. So if you could tell me a little bit about what you know.
1: So I'm gonna try breaking down hacking into its main three groups. Uh, You've got your black hat hackers. So this is what you think about and this is what the Google image, stock image, Guy in a balaclava in front of a keyboard, lots of green text on the screen. Somebody do it, doing it for malicious intent. That's your That's your black hat.
0: Why is it called a black hat hacker?
1: Um, I'm not sure the origin of the terms. <laughs> I just know the three terms, black hat, gray hat, and white hat. Oh, so, oh
0: they're all hats. They're all hats. <laughs> okay.
1: So you've got your white hat hacker. So that is somebody being paid by an organization to discover vulnerabilities. So they're breaking in, but they're not going to do anything malicious. They're just going to report about what they found, what vulnerabilities... that oh, They're like have.
0: ethical hackers, right? They
1: are the eth- ethical hackers. And more, more often now, it's not just ethical hacking. It's hacking as an occupation. It's quite literally... You you do get things called bug bounties, which you have a hacker go out and find a vulnerability, report it to an organization, and then they, they get like a payment for it. Is that like those but
0: competitions that we talked about?
1: Yes, that's, that's like those competitions. If you go on Google's website or Facebook's website and you search for bug bounty, that is people finding vulnerabilities and depending on how critical the vulnerability is, how easy it is to exploit, you can submit the steps you did to exploit the bug and what access you have um to them and they may judge okay yes that's major enough we'll send you a payment but a lot of them would be on internal teams like you'd have people who would do this as a daily daily job so then you go white hat
0: oh so could you say sorry could you yeah. say that that's like a freelance hacker and they just kind of go out find jobs and then hack yeah. Just yeah. like like a freelance journalist, they're like, oh, yeah. let me just find this hacking job and then make some money by getting about ba- like a bounty hunter. Of course, that's it's why they call it bounty
1: bu- bug bounties. It's yeah. <laughs> so you've got your white hat hackers, oh. but then in that space, there's sort of a subset where you where you kind of in, in the middle. So yes, you are typically freelance. You're typically just finding stuff to claim stuff like bug bounties, but occasionally you may do something a little bit a little bit more dicey cuz if if you've become notable in this space and there are a few people in this space who are notable um people will reach out to you and you know appearing you know non malicious may say hey we're from so and so government or so and so company um can you do something a little bit ethically dubious okay and that's, that's where the grey hat. Now, um, state-sponsored can fall anywhere in that spectrum.
0: Okay, so there's there's all kinds of hats within state-sponsored hacking.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's state-sponsored hacking, you're saying it's coming from a country. Now, we like to say that state-sponsored hacking is all white hack. It's people who work for government organizations like the NSA or in Australia, the ASD, and they go and hack... Um, hack things internally or externally specifically to find vulnerabilities to report vulnerabilities and for protection however when you've got a country that may have some um, questionable behavior you may have these state-sponsored hackers which are literally just government employees doing hacking but you suddenly go state-sponsored hacker and it sounds a little bit more Scary.
0: It does sound scary. It's I don't a, know about you, but I was like reading state-sponsored hacking, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, this doesn't sound good."
1: It's it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre term. It sounds a little bit scary and malicious, but it's a hacker, um, hacker paid by a government, and their intentions may be a little bit, a, a little bit questionable.
0: Thanks for the likes, Daniel.
1: So, uh, one of the big stories from earlier this year was uh um people in Russia going after um different governments that they didn't agree with um some of the uh uh things done against against Russia there were um there, there were attacks on other countries which are heavily by uh, was, Russia or well, everything kind by of By state-sponsored Russian sp- hackers. State-sponsored Russian hackers. So does that were... mean...
0: Okay, so state-sponsored, just so that we're clear, does that just mean that they're being financially paid for by the government? government? Yes,
1: that that is that is the meaning of those terms. Some um, there, There's some stories out there, and a lot of it, because it's kind of going into a murky world with lots of non-disclosure agreements and sometimes um, suspicious activity, you hear stories about, oh, I wasn't directly involved by the government, but it turns out it was government people masquerading as a company right.
0: that was supposed to be doing all these oh, things legit. So you yes. could be a state-sponsored hacker and not even realise.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Imagine that. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one, unless you have something per- like important.
1: Um, no specific examples come to mind. I'm I'm very sorry. Um, well the only yeah. thing
0: I can remember like as I remember there was this whole big kerfuffle around the 2020 American presidential election due to Russian hackers right that was a big thing
1: Yeah yeah, um, yes and and you could say uh yes state sponsored hackers may have been involved in that in that in some
0: way but I think that they're I mean, but I mean, it's so hard to prove these things. Surely, yeah. like it's it's always with these things. Like, how yeah. can you? Because they probably obscure the funds in a very clever way through shell companies and, or whatever. And
1: that's that's why it's so hard hard to to say hard and fast that yes, Russia were doing um, malicious hacking things, or Ukraine was doing um, malicious hacking things against against Russia or any other any other government. Uh, because these things are so hard to track and trace and actually pin to somebody
0: yeah right okay especially what?
1: when you've got so much funding behind you if it is a government they can chuck a lot of funding to give you access to a lot of tech which makes these things even harder
0: yeah all right well let's move on that was very interesting and i've, I've learned a lot especially about three different colored hats uh very different than the hats you have in education Tesla recall so apparently there's been a recall of Tesla cars
1: one of the problems of sticking uh, a couple of thousand batteries in a um, in a car in a closed space that get warm is um, lithium is very prone to catching fire
0: oh have we had explosive Tesla cars like remember the Samsung Remember the whole Samsung thing where all those phones were exploding? are we having that with cars? Because that would be an issue.
1: We we have had that with Tesla cars, yes. So um uh one of the uh one of the stats I remember being told that out of a sample of two thousand cars delivered in a certain time period, fifty-three of them had caught fire without strong Provocation.
0: Oh, uh, that's not good.
1: So, in uh, in a similar um, a similar comparison, that people who were um, people who were not a fan of uh, Tesla were making, was there a, there was a similar Toyota incident that people were comparing to it a few years ago, where some cars had an electrical fault which could also result in a fire and out of a similar sample size of like 2000 cars they had under 30 catch a light and they had a full recall organized after it it got to very low numbers there is
0: a big difference between a phone catching fire and a car car because that a car is literally hurtling you through space at you know 100 kilometers an hour if that thing catches fire that is dangerous and not just for you also for the people around you when it's a phone it's a little bit less i mean yes okay it's still not good but it's a little bit less damaging probably Mm. Mm. in my head all right so tesla um i read that there was over a thousand cars recalled how many cars exploded do you know
1: uh i don't i don't know the exact exact fact uh the exact number at the moment but that was, that was the number I was aware of at last count. It was just over 50.
0: Well, that's more than the Toyota then. Yes. And also 50 seems significant to me. That seems yeah. like a significant amount of cars. I think that out, out of a sample size of a thousand, two thousand.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, 50 is an unacceptable amount of burning cars.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is. And yeah, there was a lot of annoyance that this wasn't organized or announced. Earlier, when there were, uh, you know, ten or fifteen burning cars, because lithium, the way um, the way it burns is a little bit fascinating, and why you really don't want a lithium battery to catch fire is it's lots of individual cells, and they do the, do this thing called kind of cascading. When you have one sort of get superheated and burned, um, sort of like you have it burn up and you have it really hot it spreads to the next one it like damages the cell next to it so even if you put out that it's like a
0: domino effect
1: it's a domino effect so generally when you have one of these cars catch fire um uh, they generally burn for a few days because you keep putting the fire out And then then the damaged lithium cell triggers after a few hours and then it springs on fire again.
0: Oh no, that's bad. And there must be a lot in a car battery because those things are huge, you know. Like it's bad enough with a laptop battery.
1: Yeah, so this is, um, yeah, uh, uh, several thousand laptop batteries, essentially.
0: So, okay, just to pivot slightly, I know that... Current electrical cars are made with lithium batteries. Are there, is there any alternative that we can use? Can we just like stop using these really dangerous things and, and just maybe move to something else?
1: That's what... Um, that, that's what if, if you're in the organic chemistry field, that's what you've been finding to do for the last 20 or 15, 20 years because that's where you're going to make a lot of money or you know or potentially you know make a lot of money off patents if you can work out the next battery technology see
0: what was it i feel like i saw this video that seemed really promising what was it? granite no graphite
1: uh yes uh graph actually it might be graphene, graphene? sorry Gra- graphene graphene batteries something that they haven't worked out how to scale yet and it's not quite outputting the amount of energy that you can get out of lithium ion. But again, it's, it's early days. I mean, lithium, lithium ion took about 20 years to work out um, how to make a battery that was good enough to actually stick in something and, um, and have enough power to supply, say, a laptop or a phone.
0: Now the one thing I do know about lithium is that Australia has one of the biggest suppositories in the world, right?
1: Um,
0: not the biggest, but one of the biggest.
1: Um, maybe not suppository, maybe a repository.
0: Repository. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Um, we're, we're not. We're, we're, we're not going to proctologists and getting our lithium that way. I'm sorry. That that that's okay.
0: That's okay. <laughs> That's a terrible mistake to make. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's quickly move on. Um, unless you have anything else to add.
1: Um, no, I think we should leave that there. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. The Artemis launch. So I just wanted to have a quick chat about NASA because apparently we're going back to the moon, but there have been some problems. Uh,
1: if memory serves me correctly, uh, the Artemis program was started in around 2010. And the idea was okay, we're going back to the moon this time and we're being serious about it. We're going back to the moon to actually establish bases and rather than just leave a bunch of junk there, like golf clubs and cameras. They left
0: golf clubs?
1: Yeah, there was a couple, of, couple of golf clubs.
0: Did they play golf on the moon?
1: Yes, there was one <gasps> person who played golf on the moon. Do we
0: have footage of this?
1: I'm not sure if we have footage. But I'm right sorry, well. but I feel
0: like that's something we need to look up and see if there's just,
1: just as just as a side note, which I'll definitely add to the to the show notes when the podcast goes out. Um, there is a document from NASA, being their prominent government agency, where they document every single thing that was left on the moon. It's just a big inventory list, but it's just so we know what junk is on the moon. So, so that
0: next time we go and we're like hang on i didn't leave this shoe here why is there an extra shoe
1: whoa um aliens maybe. left a shoe maybe um i i think i think it's uh, it's just sort of awareness of anyone goes up there and does find anything they know what to expect they know how many bags of poo they're going to find
0: girl why do you keep going between an australian and american accent ah uh, yes oh. <laughs> It's fine, Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, My favourite joke was actually someone who left the comment saying that I had an American accent from Wish. (laughs) Um, I'm not American. Uh, I do live in Australia, but I'm not originally from Australia. But I watch too much TV, which is why I sound a little bit American. So, there you go. State-sponsored hacking. Uh, Yes, we talked about state-sponsored hacking briefly. Apparently, it's when you can hack with the money from the government.
1: Yes, a government. A government is paying you to do malicious things.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. That. That's the summary. And there were three different types. There was white hat, black hat, and gray hat, which are good, bad, and a little bit good and bad. Yes. So.
1: Ethically dubious.
0: Ethically dubious. Yeah. That, yes. Dubious. Yeah. That's. That's the summary for state-sponsored hacking. Yes. If you have any questions regarding any of these topics or anything IT-related, really, um, yes. give a comment. And we will try and answer it. Well, not me, uh, this guy. Because <laughs> I don't, I'm the one that asked the questions. Uh, yeah, sorry. We were talking go, about the Artemis one. Um, yeah. Artemis.
1: So, uh, one of those things that's, that's a bit interesting why Artemis? Artemis was the wife of Apollo. Uh,
0: oh. You know, little, that did not click with me. Little. I have
1: read. joke in there.
0: I have read all of the books by Stephen Fry of Greek mythology, and yet, and yet, yeah. I didn't, I did, no. that did not click with me. Yeah. Oh, I think it's uh, Jordan R. Why'd you stop teaching? Uh, because I had a baby, and I'm moving across the planet. Alright. No. Moving on. Uh,
1: so, yes, uh, Artemis, now, um, it's been a while since NASA has done the whole, like, moon thing. So uh they've had to like they've since scuttled all their space shuttles that they had during the eighties um, they've had to go kind of from scratch and develop a big booster again. They've had to go through uh ten years of kind of rocket development um. Updating all their designs. Uh, looking at a project of what what do we want to do uh, on the moon? They're going near um, the poles these times rather than going to the midsection. They're trying to get on one of the poles so they can see if there's ice there, so they can see if they can turn that into water.
0: oh uh, well, that um, would be handy if you want to start a colony on Mars. Yeah.
1: So rather than like <laughs> they they don't want to jump straight to colony. This will be like permit lab is what they're aiming for. That that's kind of the dream is we're gonna we're gonna put a lab there, but it's gonna be it's gonna be permanent, so people can come and go like the international. Like the space international
0: station. space station, that would be good. So
1: people can do science there. How and long
0: does it take like, to get to the moon?
1: Um, oh, you you got me now. Um, is it three days? I think I think it's around three days. Yeah, because I feel like um, uh, Apollo thirteen was over the course of a week. And that was to the moon, around the moon, and And back. And And I feel like Apollo 11 was just under two weeks. But don't quote me on that. I'm trying to remember old articles. (laughs) Um, So yes, Artemis, they've spent a lot of time developing a rocket. This is the very, very first one, Artemis one. It was supposed to launch in like 2018. So they're a little bit behind schedule, but there was COVID there, which threw everything off. They tried, uh, their first launch, attempted launch of this was, or someone's going to correct me on this, was it August?
0: I don't know. Um, but apparently space travel is fascinating and I have to agree. Yes. Yes. Yeah,
1: it is. Um, it's a complicated problem that it's really bizarre that we've stuck so solidly to it to try and solve it. Um.
0: Oh, it's one of my previous students. Ah,
1: okay. Uh, so Yes. Big, big rocket, go fast. Pierce the
0: atmosphere. <laughs> Pierce the atmosphere. So, um, I'm sorry, they tried to launch it.
1: There was, uh, the first one was, they were leak- leaking hydrogen, and then it was really cold, and then it was, uh, and then there was a storm, and then there was, like, uh, more rain, I think. It's really complicated to try and do a launch, and seeing there's, there's been a few that have gone wrong now, they every time they are more everything to be perfect yeah, yeah. i i
0: get that
1: yeah so that's that's why i i am kind of glad there there are a few people who've said the first time when it was a hydrogen leak it was such a small hydrogen leak that they probably would have been fine but it's very clear this is this is not this is not a race against anybody.
0: We're not in the sixties anymore.
1: It when we're not trying to beat Russia, when we're not. Tr- we're trying to be methodical, and we're trying to show everybody how serious we are so about doing this. They're
0: going to build a lab on the moon. Yes. Do you know what they're going to do on the moon? Like when when we get there, what are we going to do? Okay, we want to build a colony so we can go back and forth. But what are they going to la- test? What are they going to test?
1: Know, games and stuff. <laughs>
0: but,
1: um <laughs> Uh, so the IIS, you, you probably, like, I still find it hard to believe that they can come up with new experiments after however long that's been there, like getting on 20 years or whatever. Every, every day there's, there's hundreds of tests they're currently running and it's everything from seeing if, um, or seeing how different, um, insects react in zero gravity, what they can do to, um how uh, chemicals interact to what the effect of uh, sun is on paint.
0: Have you guys seen that video of the woman who washed her hair in zero gravity? It was, went viral a few years ago and I thought it was amazing. They'll probably build a man cave.
1: <laughs> Maybe, but I I think, I I think it will be a lot of experiments to do with
0: um, Beer pong in space. Sorry.
1: With with gravity, when you've got another point of reference compared to Earth with its you know single point of gravity, you've got another rock with a different level of gravity that's also been around for a different period of time. You've got a whole lot of um, you've got a whole lot of things you can look at in terms of how bodies move around in space, how um, a, what different ki- kinds of rocks have smacked the moon at different times?
0: And did you know that they put peanut butter on wraps because they can't have bread because it has crumbs and stuff? Yeah. Sorry, he's got yeah. all the technical stuff, and I just know the, the little the, the, the videos that the, that's the okay. International and, Space and look, Station puts out. This
1: this should be common knowledge. Mobile by Mobile phone
0: tower on the moon. Yes.
1: Um. Yes, there there is limited internet access on the IAS. Oh, it would be so slow. slow. It would be very yeah. slow. Yeah. Um, now, probably everybody knows um, knows <laughs> this by now. I hope this is becoming common knowledge because there was an old adage that um, that NASA spent like ten million or a hundred million dollars uh, making a pen that would work in space, while the Russians just use a pencil. It's not true. It it is well, true in the fact true. that. Um, well, okay, there's a couple of things wrong with it. Yes, Russia did use a pencil for a, uh, pencils in space for a while. They really didn't want to. You have to sharpen a pencil, those flakes go everywhere, and they're highly, highly flammable. So they're really, really bad things to be in space. The fact is, NASA did put a whole bunch of money into trying to develop a pen. Turns out another developer of ballpoint pens actually um, created one that would work on zero gravity. And they just buy them. They oh, they didn't
0: them. develop them.
1: They didn't actually develop it they themselves. They already existed. Um, well, somebody was working on the problem. It was one of those like, oh, this is a lucrative government contract. NASA wants a pen they can use in space. Yeah. Um, anybody who's an inventor. Uh, I mean, it's it. Uh, I don't think it's such a thing now. But like during that space race time of the 60s, the amount of things that NASA published saying, hey, if you've got any idea about how we can make a, you know, a cookie that doesn't like crumble or anything like that, or, you know, things we can eat in space, things we can use for science in space, all these specific tools, a lot of it, like governments do now we was depend on source. gravity
0: we depend on gra- gravity a lot you, th- you don't think about the yeah. th- problems that's what yeah. it also saying yeah. these problems you never think about because we have gravity here so yeah. everything that you think is like oh yeah. this would be fine all of a sudden doesn't work in you know zero gravity because yeah. you need gravity for a lot of this stuff to work yeah. and then somebody says until they built the starship enterprise they are not even serious about space travel I agree i agree live long and prosper all right just eat the cookie in one bite (laughs) just make bite-sized cookies it's not that hard all right so nasa space launch the moon colony
1: um unless you have one more thing um so this this was kind of like the very preparatory thing so this was dumping a bunch of stuff on on the moon this is artemis one so how long is it going to take we're not really going to have anything interesting until Artemis three, which will be manned. Um, there'll be Artemis two and Artemis three. Um, Do you know when? Uh, estimates say, uh, like the the optimistic estimates are saying like twenty twenty five. More realistic estimates are saying twenty twenty eight. So we've probably got another decade before we have anything interesting to report on. Really,
0: that's unfortunate.
1: These, these, things, these things are, are long so, and yeah. they're in, incremental, but I mean, you know, in the meantime, NASA will learn a lot.
0: Yeah, well, but that's no. the thing. That's why we have the Hubble telescope making pretty pictures so NASA can keep getting its money, right? James Webb. Sweetie. Oh, sorry. 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 James Webb. Okay. <laughs> can you say if I was your favorite student, you have to go to bed for... <laughs> Sure, Emerson, you were my favorite student. All right, thoughts on Elon Musk. Oh, we have spoken in depth on Elon Musk in the previous weeks. Several so, times. <laughs> several times. Basically, he's a megalomaniac um, who is a little bit of an idiot who has too much money and too much power. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's
1: that's kind of that's kind of the cliff notes. That's the cliff notes. Yeah, he's he's doing stupid things and he's finding out the repercussions
0: oh no, look at the consequences to my yeah, actions. Exactly. Oh. But basically that. yeah. Describe his scent. Oh. <laughs> Elon's Musk. <laughs> That's a funny joke. I like that. Well done. See you, Emerson. Bye. Alright, last one. Oh, hang on. Last one. He has the right ideas at the right time, money-wise. Oh!
1: he is he is a good investor it would just be nice if he didn't want to be so public and like oh i want to make this all about me yeah if he could put that to one side and just focus on investing he would be living very comfortably and we would not really know his name
0: yeah did you know that he went into 30 billion dollars worth of debt to get twitter just just putting it out there 30 billion. Like, I can't even fathom that amount of money. Like, it mm. doesn't even compute in my brain.
1: Which, to me, is a nice segue into <laughs> our next topic.
0: Yes. What, no topic. I want a Tesla. Such a great machine. I mean, I, I quite like Teslas as well. But I, I,
1: uh, I, I do. Yeah, I yeah, quite I, like them. I, All right, so,
0: crypto crash. Because um, Elon Musk was actually into crypto as well. Yes. And he had the whole Dogecoin. That was a big fiasco as well, wasn't it?
1: Yes, because he said that that you could pay for a Tesla with Dogecoin. That beefed up the price and then it all kind of fell apart because it was so unstable of a currency that they couldn't really offer it. They did for a bit, I think, but um, they rescinded it.
0: All right. Well, can you can you um, summarize the crypto crash just a little bit?
1: Um, in the last couple of weeks, uh, pretty much anybody who's had cryptocurrency has lost the majority of its value. Um,
0: yeah, it's every looking
1: everything's looking bad. But to me, this is this is the problem. Um, there's a great quote, and I had who's who it was, and now I've forgotten it forgotten it. Um, uh, Technology becomes socially interesting when it becomes technologically boring. And this is the problem to me similarly with cryptocurrency. It was a bunch of interesting concepts and Bitcoin was interesting and um, uh, and, uh, the distributed ledger was interesting. It was then seen as an investment rather than an actual proper currency and it's been treated like a commodity for years now. People buy and sell it to make money. Um, uh, the more, the other interesting developments with Ethereum and uh, gas price. Uh, gas.
0: Oh yeah, gases, oh, I can actually yeah. tell you about the gas thing. But before yeah. I do, yeah. um, somebody says here he. Um, I almost splashed a lot of cash on crypto during COVID. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, a lot it, of people it, did. It did,
1: and if if you sold kind of end of twenty twenty or mid last year, you, or even beginning of this year, you would have you would have been okay. But now it's uh, the the bottoms fallen out of the market. Um, the,
0: but yeah. So um, all the risk involved with these things are too much to handle for my autistic brain. Yet, yeah, look, yeah. it's uh, even if you're not autistic, it's, there's a lot of risk, and it's it's too much for a lot of people to handle. So it, I completely understand.
1: It's crazy, and the other thing about crypto, which was, uh, which specifically uh, annoys me more more than anything is, yeah, it it being treated like a commodity, but they're not like it's it's not linked to anything. It's not like if, if you're doing commodities training and you're looking at, I don't know, soybeans or corn or something, there's a whole lot of things that are impacting that market pretty directly. Like, soybean's so an example, there's weather patterns, there's growth, there's people buying, selling, demand, supply, while with crypto, it's just an arbitrary asset which goes up and down depending on how much people think it's worth. There's absolutely no control over it. So for me it's just insane that it ever became an asset like that and Nfts similar thing it's just like well if there's there, there's kind of like an artificial market there and they try and drive up prices and it's 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 pretty much people chasing um, chasing clouds and um, so uh, and. T-
0: Back to Probably. the gas price thing. So yeah. when you buy and sell Ethereum, mm-hmm. there is this extra charge, which is called a gas price. Yes. Can you explain that a little?
1: Um, um, I can't at the moment. I'm, I'm That's really okay. sorry. That's all right. I've, I've forgotten. It's it's a really good, um, I do recall from, you know, the summary of an article that it's a fantastic idea to stop some of the problems with... Well,
0: because the less... Because the, the way I understand it is the more transactions that are taking place at any given time, the more the higher the gas price is. Yes. So it's to lower the amount of transactions happening it's, at any given time. That's yeah, how I understand it.
1: It's it's a regu- I regulation. Know.
0: I just want to go back to the comments. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's been claimed that crypto originated from Russia... That I don't know. I haven't seen anything substantiated. Maybe. Could be. Don't know. What is the difference between autism and Asperger's? Uh, Asperger's is an outdated term, as far as I'm aware. It used to be a form of autism. That's what Rose is saying. And um, yeah, and it was coined by a really quite awful psychologist psychologist he was a nazi wasn't he like that was one of those things but anyway it doesn't matter we don't use the term asperger's anymore it used to be part of the spectrum it isn't anymore
1: but some yeah i i'm sorry about that to go on to go on uh. putin
0: is a mega rich billionaire crypto would aid his stronghold on other countries
1: well yeah um
0: well D- d- well
1: it's it's like it's it's like any asset and that's why yeah as as I the seen,
0: idea behind crypto is really quite quite brilliant the whole yes. blockchain idea is quite interesting and i find it a little bit difficult to believe that someone who was going to who just created it to exploit it would have created it does that make any sense do you know what well,
1: i mean i mean like the the original white paper is famously discussed by a lot of people.
0: Yeah, is let's by stick someone, to crypto because we it, are not psychologists or psychiatrists. It
1: is, is by someone who still is unknown. It was published under a pseudonym and I think it was because they knew they were a very intelligent person and knew I'm proposing a way to completely redo how we do transactions. And that may cause a lot of um, a, a lot of controversy. I don't think that person was thinking that it was going to become an asset and traded like that. And there'd be people sending him death threats right now if they knew who he was for how much money they've it's recently probably lost. Probably very
0: smart for remaining yeah. anonymous. Do no. we use block? T- sorry, do we use blockchain technology in anything else? I'm not actually. There's, I don't know.
1: There's a lot of marketing people who say we do, Um, whether it's actually on anything as big as like international transactions of other currencies, that's a bit questionable. Uh, Part of the the recent dropout, the thing that I wanted to add, is a company called uh, FTX. FTX was one of the large, uh, one of the large, crypto trading companies enabling people to buy and sell crypto and make money um it turns out one of the big things that they were doing was actually leveraging the assets they were given for investments so this is something that banks do a little bit of but a lot of yeah okay a, a lot of but they're in a bit of a different position. Because
0: they're government backed. They're basically. government backed.
1: Yeah. Essentially. Essentially. Well, when you're in, um, well, when you're a crypto trader and you're trading with um, coins people have trusted with you and then you lose a lot of them, it's like, well, now we can't actually fund the accounts that are there. So
0: they were gambling with they other were, people's money. They
1: were gambling with other people's money and crypto. unfortunately they ended up losing so much of it that everybody tried pulling out and the whole thing fell apart. Nobody wanted to touch the company. Nobody wanted to save it. Nobody wanted to shove a bunch of money into it. And yeah, the owner of it is now worthless and would not really be trusted in, against any financial company. So is it think. similar
0: to what happened to Mount Gox?
1: Um, sim- similar, but not quite because that was... Um. Uh. Um, the exact details of that elude me. Right. All now. I know is
0: that it was an exchange, and yeah. they so a similar thing. They didn't have the money to actually back up the transactions. People started to pull out their money. They couldn't back up, like they couldn't actually give people their money, and they went under.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those uh, famous uh, economic problems of the bank run. It's. Oh, he's pulling out that must mean something's wrong I'm gonna pull out too and it causes a cascade
0: yeah well I mean that's why we have stock market crashes because people panic and then they take all the money out and that causes the stock market to crash even more
1: never underestimate the power of stupid people in large numbers
0: see and that's why all the crypto bros are also saying oh the market has crashed I guess that means I can buy more yeah that's what they're saying at the moment
1: which which is also maybe slightly saying come on i've i've thrown so much money into this you need to too and then we can both make each other happy because i can reclaim my investment yeah or you know
0: it even happened to toilet paper when the pandemic started yeah yeah there were people who were hoarding toilet paper and then started to sell it at high prices yes and ridiculous ridiculous yeah I mean you can use it with any kind of commodity really yes and you can you can panic yeah, yeah I mean panic buying was a big thing during the yeah. during COVID so yeah it was a big big problem all right so is crypto gonna come back is the real question I'm not asking you to okay. answer that Go,
1: going <laughs> going back to my first thing I hope or I, th- I feel this is a personal opinion so I'll I'll leave with that I think the only way crypto is going to be interesting again is when we can stop thinking it as this get-rich-quick scheme. The moment it stopped being treated like a commodity, the moment we had several several exchanges fail, and people can come back and say, right, what are we actually doing this? Actually, it's a currency. Actually, we can buy and sell with this. Oh, we don't have to buy and sell with Bitcoin specifically. We can... um, we can attach this and improve um, our currency with nationalized digital currencies. There's these ideas behind there's ideas behind having the Australian dollar backed up with a digital twin Isn't of that the Australian dollar.
0: What some governments are doing though? Like they're buying there's, up Bitcoin or something and then backing up their currency with the Bitcoin using it as if it's gold there has been there have
1: been some attempts at, at that there's also the El Salvador experiment which was to make it one of their national currencies that did
0: not go well though that did
1: not go well but it was a bad country to begin with it wasn't a great place to try something like that
0: but also didn't wasn't there like a huge amount of corruption up high yes. and they were just trying to yeah, it? yeah
1: it's it's unfortunately that there, there was so many issues government wise that it was never going to be it was never going to be the silver bullet that they hoped it might be to fix things, um, but essentially, yeah, I th- I think now hopefully the shine's worn off a bit and we can look at it again as well. Let's actually try and solve a problem with this. Um, I think yeah, the idea that the Australian dollar or um, the euro, some of it, could be represented as a digital country. a digital currency or backed up as a digital twin Uh, a digital twin which is pretty much like I'm going to make a replica of the actual physical market in a digital space so I can track it better and look for patterns or anything like that Um,
0: it would be good if they could find good uses for crypto rather than it just being some sort of speculative I mean really just gambling money like money to gamble with So many people have put in so much money, but that's why whenever I had, because I did have some students ask about crypto when I was a teacher, and whenever they asked me about crypto, I always said, only ever put in what you can afford to lose. And that's my, that's my advice. Not financial advice, just general advice. Mm. Only ever put in what you're able to lose. All right. I think that's it for all our topics if unless there's any other questions or any other suggestions or or things we'll leave it at that i think we've been chatting for a while so yes (laughs) um also one thing i wanted to say before we leave is that if anyone has any questions or suggestions for what topics we should be covering if there's like oh hang on uh, this is not interesting i want you to talk about this we do have an email address called teaching my wife about tech at So you're welcome to send anything there, any articles there that you come across or There is a like Facebook that.
1: page. There's if a Facebook you feel like page going as well. on Facebook this week.
0: Yep, there is the actual uh, podcast is available on Apple Podcasts. It is. This, <laughs>
1: you can also directly message us on, you know, on uh, this uh, uh,
0: you, you can't really message, but you can comment on the videos if you yes. want. So that is an option. But
1: that's that's what I meant. I'm very sorry. Yeah. I, I meant <laughs> I meant message or do, you know, uh, video replies, you know, stitch any of the short videos a that we have out.
0: Or or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for the night. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We had quite a few people. Um, thank you. And I hope that you have a wonderful evening, wonderful day, wherever you are. See ya. Ooh.